this thing is recording again. Um, and it's plugged in. Um, welcome. Uh, and who are you? I'm Jean Minix. Because um, I asked everyone, do you have a middle name? Marie. Really? Okay. Okay. That's a that's a very normal name. Um, I've heard some some yeah I've heard some less normal middle names. Um, but um, how did you get started writing? Okay, so probably like a lot of um, kids, I grew up with a bicycle, mm-hmm. and I started riding with the uh, local bike club in two thousand and two. Okay, um, but I've always had a bike. And, uh, but it wasn't until 2002 that I started riding um, with a group and long distances and mm-hmm. um, yeah. Okay. So, so, so this um, uh, here local bike club or were you somewhere yes. else? Okay. Yes, so here. you, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, how'd you find out about Rabba? Do you recall? Like, did you I just, don't recall. Cause you're um, not in that circle. It's a little bit difficult to find out. But I was living in Chesterfield at the time mm-hmm. and I would see packs of riders going down Lux Lane on occasion mm-hmm. and they'd be in their bright colored kits and they'd be going fast downhill and that just kind of planted the seed I suppose but like I said I always had a bicycle yeah. and you know I think I was aware that there were local bike clubs just yeah. had not made that conscious choice to, to, to seek it out yeah. and then I had um some time opened up in mm-hmm. my schedule and I decided that I would go to the ABC okay. and this was way before the internet and mm-hmm. you had to make, you had to call, they had a phone line that's right. and that's how you would find out yeah. about the rides and, um, and so I, you know, I went out on a ride and, um, and I, I don't remember the first ride, but it was either the first or the second ride, and I got dropped, and then I got lost. I was very upset. <laughs> so wait, this is this is two thousand two. You're you you go out and you join a you go on the ABC ride uh-huh. um, with Rava. Um, okay, wait. So you've always had a bike. Yeah. What kind of what kind of were you on like a, um, a hybrid bike, a real road bike with the curved handlebars? Like, well, the very first one was a tricycle. <laughs> <You start laughs> and I somewhere. have a picture of my father and I, and he's standing behind me, and I'm on my little tricycle. Uh-huh. Um, well, I did have, um, I had what were called 10 speeds. Mm-hmm. And um, see, that's what I rode in college. And then uh, I lived out west for a while, and I bought a bike out there, and I was always getting flats on that thing. And that, that was, again, I guess it was a, they were calling them 10 speeds. Okay. Um, and you were just like commuting around on that bike. You were just riding around. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, okay. you know, there were, there were bike trails out in Albuquerque mm-hmm. and, um, but it was never really long distances. I think that I would go out and ride maybe 10 miles during lunchtime and I felt like I'd really accomplished something but the gov the governor at the time I don't remember his name he was mm-hmm. a cyclist and so you, you would see his name in the paper and that yeah. was kind of encouraging mm-hmm. and you know, well if the governor's doing it but yeah one. but then I moved here to Virginia and you know it was really more of a runner okay and uh, cycling was just kind of you know a, a side, side thing, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, do you still run? 
I don't. Okay. No, too okay. many injuries. Ah, okay. I've I've heard it. It it, it gets tough. Um, yeah. um so uh, you join a local ride, two thousand two. Do you wait? Do you already have a a road bike then? What did I have? Or did you did you like go and get one once you saw the the spangly people and bikes and things? Gosh, like that? I don't even remember what I had, but I remember what I eventually got. Okay. So I'm riding. I might have had a hybrid of some sort. I got a hybrid somewhere along the line from Barry Pullen. I took that bike to Barry Pullen that was always getting flats. Yeah. And he bought it for me for a hundred dollars and gave me Becky Toby's old hybrid and a pump. So I thought I was really making out. So I took that hybrid out on the ABC and it was, you know, it weighs a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. And I'm riding up to the, you know, Ashland. I, I get dropped. And I'm, but I finally find my way to the coffee shop and Jack Huber was the president at the Mm -hmm. time and he saw me walking in and we all know who new members are. If you've been around a while, you know who new members are. And he saw me, especially if they're female Mm -hmm. and he saw me walking in, he could see this sort of like, you know, dazed look in my eye, like how do I get back to the parking lot? over in Laurel Park and mm-hmm. he and he escorted me as he should mm-hmm. back to the parking lot for the last for those 10 miles okay, yep. and while we were riding together mm-hmm. he uh, said that he had an old bike in storage that he would be willing to trade some artwork for so nice. I got Jack Hubert's old Cannondale and I wrote that thing for two years nice. and spokes were breaking on it and people it had the shifters on the down tube oh, wow, and okay. people would ask how old is that bike? <laughs> and then I eventually, eventually sold that back to Barry and got a <laughs> Trek carbon fiber and and paid him with a painting. Okay. And um and and that Cannondale that used to be Jack's that Barry bought. Yeah. It's now being ridden by a a, a good friend of mine. Okay. Uh, so that bike has really made its, it's way. Making its rounds there. <laughs> um, I have to look for that bike. And wait, um, so went to That's the history then... of my bicycles. And then that trek, I eventually did um, get sold that to a friend. And, and okay. now I've been riding this giant for about 15 years. Ah, okay. Um, what's a, uh, What kind of giant bike do you have? It's a TCR. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, a Giante. A... Really? Um, <laughs> uh, That's the French pronunciation. A Giante. kind of elevates Gia- it. Ah. Makes it a fancier brand. Yeah, name. rather than the Chinese yeah. made in Taiwan like that it is. <laughs> um, Giant's a good brand. It I, is, I've yeah. have, uh, I've had several bikes. I've had two bikes from Giant. And I just have a second frame from Giant that actually has got um, a Defy. I've had several bikes. Um, uh, so wait, you're, okay. So Giant TCR. Um, so you join Rabba. Do you, wait, do you, you join the rides? Did you immediately become a member when you when you like started attending the rides, I think I did. I mean, um, it was I found it to be very uh, welcoming. A- mm-hmm. After that initial, after I got a real <laughs> bike and I could keep up with the sea riders, yeah. um, Jack Huber kind of took me under his wing. Okay, and um, Jack is he was the president at the time, yeah. and um, he he really did a, a great job of introducing me to other club members telling me about other rides and as i started to expand my you know social riding circle i started meeting other people 
and um, just found out about all the other activities outside Mm -hmm. of biking I mean we would we would have picnics you Mm -hmm. know the some of the fundraising rides um, we'd go out to eat afterwards yeah Um, yeah, and it really um, sort of became my um, not just my fitness um, activity but my social Social as well yeah Yeah. Um, which is great which is great not that it wasn't awesome just finding people to ride with and staying healthier, but like also expanding your social circle and having new people to hang out with. Yeah. Um, that's, that's great. So, um, so you start riding regularly with the group. Um, Jack kind of helps introduce you to, um, to more people. Jack Huber, does he still ride? Jack Huber. Huber. Yes. He leads the Surrey ride. Um, Ah, yes. Okay. Okay. I, I haven't seen Jack in a while, and I haven't been on many of his rides um, recently. But they've they've always been enjoyable, and they're places that I don't normally ride. Okay. And um, I don't know if he still uh, takes people down to uh, was it Smithfield? There mm-hmm. was a ride that he was uh, leading for a long time, where you would take the ferry uh, across the I guess it's the James. Yeah. And. Um, and then once you get off the ferry, uh, you ride to Smithfield, have lunch, ride back, catch the ferry, and then come back. Mm. Yeah, uh, you, you don't have to take the ferry, but yeah, if you're yeah. into the experience right, yeah. of take being... The, take the yeah. ferry, yeah. You, um, there's a, a back route that you can take to get to the ride start without having to go on the ferry, but a lot of people just kind of like the experience of being on the boat. and. Yeah being on, the, yeah, being on the ferry would be cool. And I have yet to... Been down to Jamestown... <laughs> several times um and have still yeah i've not been actually been on the ferry i don't actually think i've seen the ferry like come up the dock when i've been there um i did once i did once because john took a picture of it um but that's cool i that makes me think like i should try to figure out a ride so we can do that sometime um to take that ferry i think he's lead i think he can is leading one this week yeah i think there was an email sent out it's in the calendar i'm not sure how often he does it okay because, like I said, I haven't been on them. But, you know, the, the cl- it was just such a fun environment. You know, mm-hmm. you're outside and you're getting all this fresh air and you're meeting all these people who are in great moods because everybody feels great. Yeah. Just an overall very positive experience. Uh, so that's what kept me going back. Okay. Uh, it's hard to be angry on a bike. Um, so you, you're doing the rides. You're, you're, you're meeting the people. You're meeting everyone. Um did you start immediately doing events and things like that? Did you start doing like cap to cap? And I know that's been going for a while. Or did you, when, how did that happen, if at all? You know, so this is 20 years ago. Yeah. So I'm having to, that's when right. I joined 20 years ago. And so cap I'm, I'm cap really having existed. to, I'm really cap. having to sort of think back about mm-hmm. what it was like when I first joined. But, but I will tell you regarding the cap to cap, I'm not sure how many years it took me before I started riding that event. Not very long, but it was before, you know, the the trail was complete. And uh, we would have lunch at the 80-mile mark, which was a real kind of hassle. And one year, um, it rained, Mm -hmm. um, and it was unexpected. And here we are eating lunch at 80 miles and it's starting to rain cats and dogs 
and most of us don't have gear and Bud Vyers there with his yeah. band saying we'll all sag you guys back whoever wants to go mm-hmm. but you, you know we're not gonna some people did take, take yeah. him up on that but most but he was also handing out hefty garbage bags so mm-hmm. I donned a hefty garbage bag so yeah. that I wouldn't get soaked to the bone and several other people took him up on that and, yeah. and wore garbage bags and there was a bunch of joking going on about it and <laughs> yeah i would imagine it would look very silly <laughs> but, people having giant garbage but you bags. know what it it helped but yeah. um that last 20 miles was pretty miserable <laughs> you know it was raining we were tired we were you know we'd just eaten and 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 here it was raining right. and um, raining yeah nobody yeah, wants that so. at, the, at the end um that's pretty late to have a lunch in a ride at yeah, 80, they, at the 80 mama. And there were a lot of, I think a lot of people were telling them okay. that that wasn't a good time to have a lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd say if you stop too long at 80, I think you might just like, I'm done with the ride actually. Um, uh, so you tried the cap to cap and I looked really quick and I think cap to cap's not even, I don't think it started until 2006, if I'm 2005, 15 okay. years was the 2020 um it was 2005 or so um um do you do the local events now do you do like local events that are happening around the town sometimes now? sometimes okay. they start becoming cost prohibitive and i've ridden them so many times right now i'm going to go to this year i'm going to go to zion in the fall so i'm kind of earmarking all of my spending money mm-hmm. to do that i enjoy all of those events yeah. So don't misunderstand me, right, but right. they're expensive, like a hundred bucks. And then you got to find someone to ride with. Yeah. And early in my riding career, I had a, a dedicated group of people yeah. who I rode with. Yeah. But the last 10 years, I really haven't okay. had a dedicated group. So to go out and do a, you know, a, an mm. event and not sure who right. I'd who be riding ride with, with. Yeah. you know, I just kind of feel like, well, I'm just going to be a little bit choosier i really do like that um i did do that between the waters ride that you were mm-hmm. talking about and i'd love to do that yeah. but it's going to be too close to the zion trip so i'm just okay. going to kind of hold back okay and you know it's not just the event itself but if you're spending the night you have you have right. you know, lodging yeah you know, yep. and all you that good somewhere stuff to, somewhere so. to stay that kind of thing um, but it's fun i love all that yeah yeah just taking a little break i guess okay um and you're not the first person who um, took a break from doing events or took a break from riding. That's not what you're, you know. Um, so I could see, yeah, after a number of years of doing the same event, yeah. you know, I could see how that could that could not seem as exciting, you know, the, the fifth or sixth or seventh or time kind of thing. You know, during the uh, pandemic, I discovered some uh, out-of-town um, routes okay. and um, that's one of the positives that came out of the pandemic is that um, because a lot of the group rides weren't happening mm-hmm. yeah. um, I decided that I was just going to do a solo some solo rides and I discovered the bikethevalley.org okay. and they've mm-hmm. got some wonderful routes posted and I did some of them. Okay. And one of my favorite solo rides was going from Lexington up to Goshen. And it's okay. a 50, about a 50 mile route. 
and uh, the return uh, once you get up to Goshen, I didn't get all the way to Goshen because it was Sunday and the stores was, was closed, which kind of presented another challenge in getting water. But anyhow, um, from Goshen, you you ride down um, the road that takes you parallel uh, to the of um, parallel to the Maury River, okay. and it's beautiful. Really, yeah. Um, I understand that there was a bike Virginia that went up there mm -hmm. a few years back, but I, I didn't do that, obviously. But okay. this, that was just such a, a wonderful experience. It was, a, I remember being a beautiful day. Um, and I don't think I would have pushed myself to do something like that yeah. uh, solo yeah. if I had a ride here in town to look forward to doing. Right, yeah. So. Um. But that's a that's a r excellent resource. They the cues are all right on there, and um, it's bikethevalley.org. I believe that bike is bike yeah, bikethevalley.org. Um, I feel like I've seen this website before, um, but that's that's awesome. I may have to look that up and see. If there's more resources there. Um, so uh, so you you mentioned the pandemic um, when you know when we I don't say found out, but like you know February March 2020. Right, everything's shutting down. How how did that? How did the pandemic um, impact your your cycling with people and your your habits? I'm clear you did these these solo rides, but like, were there were there other things that kind of happened? Did you change your habits? Um, well, I am a true bike junkie. Okay. So it's not going to matter <laughs> what's mm -hmm. going on in the world. I will find a way to ride my bike. Mm -hmm. um, I just connected with you know a couple of other people okay. and found out where there were some rides. You know they they weren't uh, sanctioned rides. They were just right. people from the club who were getting together. And yeah, we were. Uh, making we were, we would talk about well let's make sure that we're six feet behind one another or <laughs> if we're going to be standing yeah. in the parking lot that right. we're six feet from each other yeah and, yeah um so you know that was always sort of present and mm -hmm. just being really conscientious of trying to stay healthy um mm -hmm. but it really didn't last that long okay um I mean, in terms of what I mean, I guess I'm, what I mean to say is I don't feel like it impacted my writing that long. Okay. Um, okay. Because okay. I, I think the science was saying that it was pretty difficult to get sick outside or to okay. get exposed because right. those particles are, you know, Just apparently I'm right. no scientist. I really don't know all of that, but yeah. I was convinced that... Um, if I um, did cycling mm -hmm. and if you know outside that that yeah. was a relatively safe activity okay so okay um, and it does seem like I, well I mean not speak to the scientists but it um, and it does seem that way that it like outside it seems like it's just you know a safer activity include taking precautions so like you're not just immediately standing next to the person after the ride you know it's some 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 slight precautions there um, I'm glad it had uh, a minimal impact um, to your riding, but you're right. Like the the, the club uh, stopped posting rides, and I think the thought was, um, we're I don't know if I want to use sanctioned, but like we're just not going to allow the mess. We're not going to use the message board to organize rides for now. But clearly, I didn't say you know everyone can still ride. 
You yeah. know, we, I still rode. I still met with people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just kind of ride with your bubble and take precautions. Yeah. And we didn't, you know, stay for dinner afterwards or anything like that. We just, we still rode. So um, I'm glad you were still able to, you know, get out and, you know, enjoy mm-hmm. your, your social circle. Um, when did you decide to, like, go out and do the, the, the solo rides, though? Like, when did you decide to, um, during the pandemic, did you immediately think i need to go out and that was i think in the summer okay well you know the first six weeks during lockdown it became really apparent that that wasn't sustainable and Mm -hmm. i thought i gotta figure out a way to make this work Mm -hmm. and so i just made a decision that i wasn't going to be staying in richmond all summer (laughs) and uh, i also went out to um uh, uh the eastern uh south of annapolis the eastern eastern shore yeah, it's the the Delmarva Peninsula, okay. and um, rode out to God. Well, I can't remember the name of this wildlife refuge, but it was um, I'd, I'd gone out to St. Michael's. I rode my bike all around down there, and then just started. Uh, then I started to drive down the eastern shore, and then stop at these little uh, cities, little towns, actually mm-hmm. along the way, and then pedal around there just to. Uh, yeah, to you know all these uh, water towns or um, beach towns mm-hmm. uh, you know a lot of people's plans were shot yeah because mm-hmm. of the pandemic and I I didn't really even bother making any long-range plans but I okay. felt like I could do something small mm-hmm. you know do day trips yeah and if I did them by myself then I wouldn't have to. I wouldn't have to be concerned about every somebody right, else's yeah, health and how if they were comfortable, and and there were hotels that were you know available. Yeah. Um, everybody was just super super cautious. Mm-hmm. A lot of places were closed down. Yeah. Um, if places were open, very few people were in restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was just trying to figure out how to make think, this work. Yeah. Um, but I think it was it was pretty much that summer and that fall that I, I was doing some solo trips. But that the one on the eastern shore was really fun. Yeah. Um, okay. There's um, I didn't know this, but uh, the, the Harriet Tubman Museum is down there, and I had just seen that movie uh, called Harriet, and so I'm driving around that that area looking for some you know places to park and and ride my bike and. Lo and behold, yeah, no, there's the Tubman, the Tubman Museum. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, that was that was fun discovering some some mm-hmm. history. Um we uh I went on a oh, I believe it was twenty twenty. Went on a trip. Um some friends um had a registration for Bike MS. It got cancelled and transferred to like the New Jersey Bike MS for oh. some reason. Um, which was in September. That also got canceled in 2020, because clearly. Um, but they had already rented a house in Ocean City, New Jersey, because it was like ride to one place, stay the night, then ride to another place kind of thing. Um, we ex- they extended the nights at the house that they had. It was a beach house. Um, and uh, so we decided that we'll drive up to New Jersey and we'll ride around New Jersey. Um, and it's a beach town, but there was barely anyone there. Mm-hmm. Um and it was great because we rode along the boardwalk for miles. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of the beach, 
um, particularly because of the, the massive crowds and things like that, even during normal times. But we rode like along the boardwalk for miles, got the, you know, the see the beach, super quiet kind of thing. Um, and it was great. So, so I understand that like, you, you know, going to places and, and still enjoy it despite it being a little odd. Right? I you think know, I remember of. when your group did that. Mm-hmm. I think I remember people talking about that. Oh, that was great. Renata yeah. brought a log. Did she, yeah, she brought a, she brought this log that she bought from Publix. And we were really suspect about whether this thing was going to work. And it was like $14. And it was like a log that was like supposed to be a bonfire. And you just we just kind of put it in the back, um, the back of the whatever the beach house, and just like sat out there and, and lit it on fire. And, you know, just it burned for like an hour and a half or something like that. And we just sat around the, the fire out there. Great. Um, and it was great. And then like all the trips after that, we were like, Renata, you have to bring the log. You have to go find. Okay. Um, so either way, yes. Um, Yes, the, the trips going out and still trying to, you know, enjoy yourself are, mm-hmm. are, are worth making, um, you know, with the right planning per, per se. Um, so um, you're, you're, um, the pandemic had some impact. Um, you still were able to go out and enjoy, um, you know, do some rides and things like that. Do you prefer riding in groups? Is that your, as opposed to like doing this? I do. Okay. I do. Okay. But, you know, I, I say that, but sometimes... Um, it depends on what it is that I'm doing. If I'm riding in town and I'm just tootling around and sightseeing, mm-hmm. no one's going to be wanting to stop every mile to, you know, look at a mural or something like that. So something like that, I would prefer just to do by myself. But recreationally, mm-hmm. um, on these rides that, you know, the, the club's putting on, yeah, I definitely prefer riding with a group. Okay. Okay. But I have been dropped many, many times, and so I had to adapt. Yeah, <laughs> and just decide. Okay, well, I'm going to enjoy riding by myself too. Okay, but um, my preferences with a group. Do you, uh, as you talk about getting dropped and getting lost, do you have a bike computer? Do you have? Do you, are you want to put routes and things like that? I don't have a bike computer. No bike computer. Okay. I will. No, let me rephrase um, that. I have a non-working bike computer. <laughs> non-working like it 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 does not work at all or it just doesn't do all the fancy stuff kind of stuff well i i replaced the battery okay and it's still not working and this was a someone gave this to me and then i made a comment about you know what i don't know how fast i'm going or mm-hmm. how far i've got how far i've gone i just know what direction i'm going into <laughs> and, and somebody made a Somebody said, you know, did you check the battery down there by the wheel? Which I didn't know there was a battery down there. Uh, so if I swap that out, yeah. then, you know, maybe the computer will start working again. And it's just going to tell me how fast I'm going. And, you know, I used to keep up on all of that. You know, yeah. my, my, the distance and the pace. And, and now I'm just trying to keep up. Yeah. It's just too much. And I, I did, I, I mean, when I say it's too much, it's... Um, I had purchased a GPS mm-hmm. a, few, a couple of years ago, and it was I was just overwhelmed with all of the gadgets the on yeah. it, and I decided yeah. this is just not that important to me right now. Okay, okay. Um, I just ask other people who have the fancy computers, but when I go out on these solo trips, yeah, I will um, I will download the app on my phone. Ah, uh, okay, to have a route on your phone. Okay, yeah. All right. um, but the drawback of using my phone is that I can't hear it. 
So it's just very, very low, the volume on my phone. It's an old phone. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's true. But I'll print out a, a cue sheet too. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, we don't get you want you getting lost anywhere. You know. Well, it's not really right unless you get lost. <laughs> it's, it's not quite. An that's what somebody yet. told me once. It's not really right until you you've taken the wrong turn, um, and I've taken wrong turns with a fancy bike computer mm-hmm. and the routing telling me which way to go. So it it still can happen. Um, but I, I thought it asked in regards to like getting lost, you know, bike computers help navigate that. But if you're, if I were, other... if I were to get one, mm-hmm. it would be, it would be the uh, touch screen. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at the price on those, I thought this is just another expense I'm not willing to afford right now. They are, um, particularly when you get the, the larger touch screen ones between Wahoo and Garmin, I can't really recommend the others. Um, they can be pricey, yes. Mm-hmm. They're, they, they, you know, several hundred dollars, if not more, kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, that's a that's an expensive to think about kind of thing or not think about. You so. know, if I were riding cross-country, I might consider it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with just the local rides, I mean, it's really, yeah. yeah. It'd be um, a nice thing to have, but, yeah. It's not true. It's all right. Um, well, you're, um, if you like um, um, uh, chill social rides in the city... Um, there's a ride that um, a group of us do called the Yawn and Dawn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I've seen that. Um, My neighbor does that sometimes. Garth? You know Garth? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I know Garth. Garth Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually know him. Um, I ride with him, uh, I won't say not often, but I've ridden with him quite a bit. Uh, but that's uh, 6.30, um, Friday mornings um, at the VMFA. Um, the ride normally lasts an hour, and will the ride ends at the Montana Gold Bread Company in front of uh, in Carytown and then we'll you know many of us will stay and get coffee and cinnamon buns and, and socialize is um, it a social paced ride or yeah is it's, it, it's okay. conversational paced okay. the whole time there's a few times like we'll go up a we do like Riverside we'll go we'll call it the Riverside route but like we'll go up the bridge occasionally we'll go up a hill or two mm-hmm. you know but generally it is a conversational pace we make sure no one gets dropped um you know, if anyone needs to leave early, we try to like make sure you let us know. But it's it's a social pace. We're thirteen that's, to fifteen miles an hour. That's well. really good to know. Yeah. Because Garth is a strong rider. Oh yeah. And and you are as well. And when I've seen pictures that are posted on Instagram, I look at the pictures and I think I couldn't keep up with those people. <laughs> um, the um, so with the Yawn and Dawn group, we have a mix of um. You know, there's people that will come and like they're they're doing the race at Bryant Park. And mm-hmm. then we have people who um, ride every so often, you know, who don't have bike computers. We've got a uh, this guy, Marty. He rides on his mountain bike. Okay. Um, so it's a, it's a mixed group, but we do it at such a pace. The only thing we ask is like, you know, you still need to be a comfortable rider. But it's essentially it's always through the city. You know, we're we'll ride um, to Bryant Park from the VMFA and go back. We'll ride um, a route or two. We'll take us into downtown and we'll come back. But it's it's always you know a very chill pace, um, and we we stay as a group. We cross the intersections kind of mm-hmm. as a group, and we travel safely. So what's the what's the uh, traffic light? You say what? What's the traffic light? Um, so in the morning, it's a it's a bit lighter. It's six thirty a.m. The traffic is definitely a bit lighter mm-hmm. um, than you know at nine or eight p.m. or eight a.m. and um, 
it's not like it used to be when it was still, you know, last year we did some rides. It was much lighter because everyone was still working from home, Mm -hmm. but we can see the traffic's picking up. Um, We normally um, make everyone aware of the busy intersections we might cross. Occasionally we'll cross, um, we cross Broad in one or two routes and we cross Belvedere because we'll go down Franklin. Um, So there's occasionally we cross traffic, but most of the time we're riding as a blob. Um, So we're taking it up. I will keep that in mind. Yeah. I'm usually still sleeping at 6.30. <laughs> um, and that is the yawn at dawn. So uh, you're welcome to uh, attend one, one morning. You find yourself some free time and you want to get up super early. Um, okay. uh, it's friendly. You know, you can you can chit-chat with people while riding as opposed to, you know, we're not pace lining or anything like that. We're just, okay. we're, we're socializing kind of thing. So you're, you're welcome to join for a relaxing ride in the morning and get cinnamon buns or something at the end, you know. Um, at the at the the the, the is that in Carytown y'all go? Monday? Yes, okay. it the no matter what we route, it always comes back to the bakery at the end. Okay, and then um, some people will park at the bakery, and they'll actually ride over to the VMFA. So when they you know they finish a riding, like okay. Susan Ann, she does a Susan Glass, uh-huh. she does a ride almost every week. She's one of our ride leaders, um, and she'll park there, and then she'll she'll go home from there after you know she hangs out for a little okay. bit. Anyway, making you aware. Yes, thank you. Um, um, do you do you like do you prefer the urban rides or do you prefer the um, you know Verina kind of ride where it's just like open land kind oh, of thing? Oh yes. You, you okay? You prefer the, oh, the yeah. more open the, rides? The rural rides, okay. absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, so you prefer the. Um, have you, when did you start doing long rides? Were you, did you, as soon as you started joining the group, did you start like putting in 50, 40 miles? Like what's the. Well, it's funny that you say that. Okay. Because when I first started riding, I thought 25 miles was a long ride. It and is. somebody had to challenge me. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget. I was used to just doing 10 up and 10 back. Mm-hmm. And yeah. mm-hmm. we got to the, we got to the coffee shop one day on one Saturday, I don't know, it wasn't too long after I joined and somebody said, let's ride 25 miles. And they could see the blood draining from my face. And they said, we challenge you to ride an extra five miles. And so that, that was, that was, you know, I got that 25 miles and I thought, wow, this is really something. I'm trying to think, um, I don't, really remember when I started doing longer rides it was mm-hmm. I you know it might have been the first year okay it might have been the first year because okay. I was still riding with Jack okay and I'm not sure which ride which event it was it sure. might have been yeah. Heart of Virginia mm-hmm. it might have been the club it, I think it was the Heart of Virginia okay. and the route or the distance I think there was a distance of 50 miles or something like that. Okay. And we were riding, I think there were half a dozen of us. Okay. And we got to 50 miles and we were looking for the rest stop. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're, I don't remember, it was like 25 miles and then you would turn around and, and, mm-hmm. and, and go, back. Yeah. Do your, go back. And, um, and somebody said, no, it's not 50. It's really a metric. <laughs> And we said, okay, well, we could handle another 12 miles. Mm -hmm. And so we got to the turnaround point for the metric. And they said, 
oh no, it's not really a metric. It's really 72 miles. And at that point I had had enough yeah. and I had to be sagged back. Really? I was so spent. So <laughs> that was, I had, that was, I think that was that fall Yeah. after I had joined Okay. and Dave Bloor gave me a ride back in the sag vehicle and he, he told me that it was nothing to be embarrassed by, that it happens to everybody sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'd gone out on a, what I thought would be a 50-mile ride, yeah. and it turned out it was going to be 72, and yeah. all I could manage was 60-whatever, 60 yeah. 63. And I felt like that was a big accomplishment. It's a huge accomplishment, um, particularly when you weren't mentally prepared to do right. the, mm-hmm. this, the 70 distance. Um, yeah, I can't. I, that would that would also be bothersome. Like, oh, we're gonna do this distance, and then now it's this distance, and then now. And talk about this. poor communication, not <laughs> knowing what the route was, and I, yeah, I I don't know if that was the heart of Virginia. I can't remember yeah. what event it was, but it was some long ride. I can tell you that. <laughs> but you made it back. I did. You made it back. Yeah. Um, uh, have you? How many times do you think you've done the heart of you've done the heart of Virginia? A few mm-hmm. times, okay. Oh gosh, I don't know. Several times, okay. Half a dozen times, maybe. Okay. Um, so that century, the century you're talking about, probably you, half a dozen times. You, okay, you've done. Okay, you've done the century. Do you recall the first time you rode a hundred miles? Do you think you recall like what's the, you know, is there some? Of the, I don't know what the there? first century. It might have yeah. been the cap to cap. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But there was a there was a. Uh, Heart of Virginia ride that I rode with my regular group mm-hmm. and there were about 15 10 or 10 12 15 something like that in the group yeah and this is when I could this is when I was riding a B plus pace pretty consistently mm-hmm. and Steve Herzog was in our group mm-hmm. and he pulled for 76 miles Really, and we let him. He was doing <laughs> such a great job and he was enjoying it, but it, it just really, it just really made it for a great ride. You know, it's just, just a nice, just, yeah, consistent, a steady yeah. wheel. Yeah. Nice. And then one cap to cap that we did is same group. I guess it was about the, 70 mile mark we pull up to one of these rest stops and there's Andrew Mann sitting over there <laughs> leaning up against the building yeah. and he's drinking something and he sees our group come in apparently he had gotten dropped by his yeah. and he looks at us and he says boy am I glad to see y'all <laughs> and so he rode back with us that was fun nice yeah um, it is nice to pick up the stragglers you know somebody's uh, falling back um you know, so that's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. These are fun memories. You know, we, we, he was glad to see us, and we were glad to see him. And um, yeah, not that I don't think Andrew. I think Andrew knows the roads well enough that he would be able to navigate home from wherever he's at. Yeah, um, but it's nice if you got a big group to drag you along. Right, it is. Um, Especially when you're that tired. <laughs> um, do you recall any really big rides? Do you recall any like? This ride seemed more epic than some of the others. Oh, actually, yes. There was a um, there was a group of eight of us who went up to um, Pittsburgh, okay. and we rode. Uh, I think it was six days. We took six days to ride the Great Allegheny Passage and Sino Canal. Okay, and um, we hoteled it. 
Okay. So we didn't have to carry sleeping bags and pillows and mm-hmm. things like that. Just just our, you know, our yeah, personal yeah. gear and things like that. And um, three, I think three of the people who had been, who were on that ride out of those eight people, three of them had ridden cross country. Okay. So they were okay. very experienced. Okay. And so it, it was just a really g- a great group of uh, knowledge, a great group of people and experience. Yeah. And that was my first multi-day Wait a minute, that's not entirely true. That was my longest multi-day ride. Okay. The other ones I had done was Bike Virginia, but we always um, we always Sorry, it's my it's my Amazon. Package. Is that your yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we always we didn't we weren't carrying our gear. Okay. When okay. We were doing Bike Virginia, okay. everything's being um, taken to the next place. Yeah, by the buses and whatnot. But on this 5-day ride, we had to get from A to B and um or six day ride yeah um and there weren't any sag vehicles around to okay. to pick us up if something happened but we ended up uh uh coming into this really big storm okay and i asked one of the people who were quite experienced uh are we gonna stop and take shelter and i mean i'm we're pedaling along and mm-hmm. i'm seeing this these this big line of dark clouds moving in yeah and you know you're on a trail so you don't have to concern yourself with vehicles okay so that wasn't an issue there but uh, you know seeing all seeing this storm come in i i was concerned that um you know we would get really really wet and that it would be hazardous for us to be riding on this gravel road yeah and uh Lynn said, Gene, it's mind over matter. And so we just put on whatever gear we had. I didn't have rain gear. Yeah. And we just rode through this storm for about an hour. We were stopping, it seemed like every three or four miles to move debris off the road because it was... Oh, have you ridden it? I have not. I have well, not. There, you you go through some parks, okay. and um, it's just nothing but you know trees. Yeah. And these trees were coming over, being knocked down, and blocking the trail. And so, and there were other people on the trail too, doing yeah. exactly what we were doing. And you know, we would stop and and then move the trees out of the way, you know branches out yeah. of the way, yeah. and then get back on the bike. And um, after about an hour of doing that. And the storm finally let up mm-hmm. and we came into this sort of canyon with this bridge over the canyon mm-hmm. and the fog was, or the mist was rising kind of from the canyon yeah. floor. And it was, it was really beautiful and it really? was really nice to be out of that mess yeah. and just to be kind of connected with nature that way. Okay. Um, and then we, then we, our, our bikes were just covered with mud and as we were, yeah. and we got into, I think it was Ohio Pile, and checked into our hotel. And one of the fellows who had done this ride before said, y'all line your bikes up here. And we all brought our bikes over to Champ. And he took out this big hose that, you know, the hotel had yeah. there. And he just washed all our bikes. Nice. Okay. So that was probably the, the first epic trip. Okay. Yeah, that was, um, yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was a yeah. lot of fun. 
did you feel like I should, I, I want to do more of these? Or were you like, nope, that was too much? No, I would like to do something like that again. Okay. Yeah. Right. See, it's the people. And it's right. and uh, we all really worked together. We pulled our experience. It, you know, Champ knew there was going to be a hose there. He knew mm-hmm. to wash the bikes down. He did it for everybody. Then he collected everybody's laundry. And uh, nice. uh, Lynn and uh, Chip, they were really great about... Um, the route, I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy, but yeah. and and where to go eat. Um, I had selected a lot of the hotels and done a lot of that planning. Yeah. I mean, it was really every everybody worked together to make, make it happen. And it was it, it okay. was really a lot of fun. Okay, um, that's awesome. That's glad that everyone can kind of contribute and then make yeah. that make that an enjoyable um, you know uh, trip to go on. Because um, you know because. The people that go on these cycling trips, they could also make it less fun. You know, mm-hmm. you find out, like, I'd prefer not to spend two days with this person kind of thing. So I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad that, I'm glad that worked out. Um, uh, why would you say you keep doing this? Why do you keep going out and riding kind of thing? Well, it's become a lifestyle choice, really. Okay. And the, the fitness and it's you know, it clears out the cobwebs. Um, it, you know, emotionally, it just kind of evens things out. And mm-hmm. um, it's just, a, it's been a really great way to experience life. Okay. And, and it's also a great metaphor for life. Mm-hmm. You know, on the ride today, there's this fellow, his name, I don't know Ron's last name, but he wears the compression knee socks and mm-hmm. he wear he always carries a camelback and he's like a yeah. i felt like i was using a rider's app today because mm-hmm. he he was in the front he led the whole time the whole mm-hmm. 34 miles yeah and he always kept for the most part the same pace so mm-hmm. it was great and you know it was it was um it just made it so much more enjoyable working, uh, having him there to right. to pull us all along. Yeah. And uh, and I got to thinking about some of the group rides that I've done, and how you know you'll rotate out, mm-hmm. and, right? Doing the um, pace, rotating the pace, yeah. Line. Yeah. And uh, how it's always it's always for me um, easier if I'm in the middle. Mm-hmm. When I get on the fringe, mm-hmm. then I'm more vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, whether I'm in the front, and especially if you're in the back, yeah, you can get kind of like, you, you know, off. picked yeah. off. Mm-hmm. Kind of like life. Yeah. You know, you really want to stay in the middle, surrounded by people who are going to take care of you mm-hmm. because you're safer and less vulnerable. So, I mean, I just think it's, you know, I've met so many f- wonderful people through the club um, and, you know, as I mentioned when we first started talking, yeah, yeah. um, I haven't met anybody who's been in a bad mood when I go out there. I mean, if they're, if they're not in the best mood at the beginning of the ride, they're always yeah. in a great mood after the ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know some very specific people. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you know, do yeah. too. Um, yeah, I've known some people, many people's like, I'm having a bad day. I want to go on a bike ride. I've not heard of like, I'm having a bad day. I don't want to go on the bike ride. Mm-hmm. Like it's a bad idea for me 
to go on the bike right now because I'm upset. So, um, well, good. You know, the feeling of being on that bicycle and, and uh, it's a really great, it's, you get a sense of freedom on mm-hmm. the bike too. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it takes me back a little bit to when I was a kid. I don't know. Okay. All right. Um, I, I'm glad that you, you, you're still enjoying it and, it and it still feels good. And maybe it is you remembering, you know, uh, the freedom of being a kid or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, doesn't matter. You, you enjoy it. You know, it feels like you're flying. Ooh, okay. Okay. It's like you're flying. Okay. Sometimes. Not when I'm struggling to get up a hill, but when I'm <laughs> yeah, soaring no downhill. Like, what, yeah, I mean, that's probably as close. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to get into hand gliding or anything like that, but that, mm-hmm. you know, you're going pretty fast downhill. Yeah, so. you can go down the hills and feel like this is freeing and slightly mm-hmm. scary. Um, kind of thing. Um, what do you take with you on a ride? Like, what kind of snacks do you take with you? What's what do you you go on a ride? Let's say you go on a you go on a group ride. It's a thirty mile ride. Like, what do you what do you take with you? Kind of yeah. So, the the snacks that I will take uh, usually will be uh, a hammer gel. Okay. Um, sometimes a waffle. Okay. Uh, sometimes fruit. Generally, an apple or an orange. Okay. Um, I like Hammer Nutrition products, and I'm not mm-hmm. trying to plug Hammer That's Nutrition, but they, but they sell um, Perpetuum, and uh, it's okay. a powder that you put in your water, okay. and it it's uh, it tastes good, mm-hmm. and it uh, it doesn't seem to uh, go, it doesn't taste bad when it starts getting warm outside. Ah, it still okay. kind of retains its its flavor, but I'm usually finishing up a bottle of that stuff before it gets too hot anyway okay. but that will sustain my energy level and um their recoverite i really enjoy okay. um you know after a ride i i think about how i've put all this energy and effort into exercising and for that okay. to go to waste without a good recovery beverage okay um is you know something that I, I, you know, would like to take advantage of okay. um, restoring my muscles. Yeah. And so I like to drink that Recoverite. And it's and it's good. All of this stuff starts getting expensive, though. So, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I try to pace myself and, yeah. and not go overboard. But I really enjoy their products. They have indoor lights, which are electrolytes. And I generally will eat a mm-hmm. couple of those tablets before a ride. Okay. And, and it helps. I mean, it might not be a ton yeah um but it does help on with the muscle fatigue okay and nice. um, my endurance and stamina okay um it's just that little edge you know that little bit extra that helps you you know mm-hmm. do a couple of extra pedal strokes without right. suffering too much it makes it a little more comfortable yeah, yeah. yeah. um and that can make it worth the, the extra cost like i'm getting a you know i'm getting a small benefit or i'm getting a benefit from you know, uh, you know, making sure I have the electrolytes or the recovery drinks, or um, you know, so it can be worth the the you know the, the small bit of the expense to to kind of have those things. Um, and it and it's completely okay that you mentioned Hammer products because other people have mentioned other products, and I'm taking that all in. I'm like, oh, there's another brand that I might <laughs> have to look into because I you know I know of a very few. Um, and so as I talk to more people, they'll, they'll mention other brands. I'm like, oh, I should look into that. So, and someone else will hear this and not know 
um, and then they may look into those those products and be like, oh, it worked for her. Maybe it will yeah. work for me as well. They uh, their products. I think this is correct. Uh, have very low sugar or if any sugar at all. Okay. And they they uh, they have a uh, a magazine. It's not a magazine. It's kind of like a. I don't know, it's a marketing catalog, but sure. they have articles in this. When they at, you order a product, and they'll mail this okay. sort of it's catalog. It's, mail it's a thing. little yeah. book. It's a eight and a half by eleven, about sixteen pages, and, okay. and they've got ads in there for their products. But they also have stories. Okay. And one of the things that they talk a lot about is the danger of sugar. So okay. if they're talking about how hazardous that is for your health, yeah. they're not going to be selling products that have that in Hopefully, it. Yeah, lots or, of sugar in it. But they, they do have a hammer bar, which I love, and it tastes like it's got sugar in it, so it might have some. <laughs> but, I, um, you know, it's very low sugar. You could have a substitute, you know, or maybe no added sugars kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, wait, um, you didn't mention any solids. You just mentioned the bar there. Like, what do you, what foods do you do? Oh, wait, no waffle. You said a waffle. That's right. Um, is it the regular honey stinger waffle? Yeah. You, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm trying to think what else will I eat. Sometimes um, I think they're called RX bars. Okay, not familiar with that. They they sell them at Kroger. Um, okay, I, you know I just recognize the box. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> and it's just for convenience. Okay. Um, um, and the hammer bars. Let's see, the fruit. Okay. Gels. Yeah, um, the um, the shot blocks. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just I'll try just about anything. Okay, nothing seems to bother you. In what way? Like you know, some people don't like some people don't like the gels because they bother their stomach, kind of thing. Um, yeah, okay. I that's kind of a last resort. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, they I, don't bother my stomach. Yeah, I I just think about what it does. Just, yeah. it, the hammer gel doesn't have sugar. I think it has, what is it, malodextrin? Ah, and I'm okay. not sure how good that is for you. Yeah. So, you know, that's it's kind of like if I'm desperate, I'll eat one of those. Don't want to bonk on a ride, but there's a concern about like, I suppose it's like if one's not going to hurt you, like if you did like a four on a ride or like you were eating them all the time, yeah, you know, then that... Then, then I suppose that might be a greater concern. But I also don't know what the malodextrin. I think I've seen that is. What do you eat on a ride? Um, I take Cliff bars. Um, okay. I take a peanut butter Cliff bar. Um, is usually the only thing I will take if it's a really long ride, like um, you know, eighty plus miles. Then I'll usually bring. Um, then I'll try to get Cliff blocks or, or, right. or right. I used to use the gels. But I was messing up my jerseys because I oh, leave the gel packet because uh-huh, yeah. I wouldn't throw it away and then have the crap all in the jersey. So I use the gel blocks, um, cliff shot blocks as well. Uh-huh. Um, and and I'll I need to actually get more, uh, but those are normally all that I'll take actually on a ride. It's either the cliff bar, um, the cliff bar, and then the the shot blocks or what I would take on a ride. The perpetuum that I talked about, mm-hmm. the, the the powder that you put in your your water bottle, yep. that. Uh, that replaces eating someone. Really? Okay. Yeah. So it's nutrition mm-hmm. as well. Okay. Yeah. 
into that. Yeah, it, it, it's got, I think it's 270 calories or 100. I can't remember exactly how many, but yeah, you do get some oh, calories from that's it. A, that's the thing I do. I do not count calories when I'm riding. It is just. I don't either, but it kind of replaces the food if you're thinking right. about, if, oh, if, I don't yeah, want right. to be It's got, got higher calories. Yeah, it's some, some nutrition, some, um, some fuel yeah. rather than kind of there. Um, I shall look into that because um, I'd like to carry less stuff. And if I could just have a liquid, right, then it's the a cafe less. latte or the chocolate is the best of the, the gels, the perpetual. Oh, the perpetual. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you like that, it, I like that kind of stuff. I feel yeah. like I'm eating a chocolate milkshake when I, you know, <laughs> I put that stuff in there and I shake it up and I go, man, yeah. this is good. Especially if you can put some ice in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you um uh you take the honey stingers right the honey yeah I'll eat those yeah not a lot because that has a lot of sugar it does but they're really tasty yeah um, and they work really well <laughs> what flavor do you go with for the honey stingers or does it just whatever you can whatever's get? available okay I like them all okay I think okay. they have caramel and then they have some chocolate ones oh they've got like seven or eight different oh they flavors. do it's, okay it's more, it's, I think it's probably more than that. Um, well, if you get them at Target, they're only a buck a piece, and I think, um, and I think all I've seen at Tar Target is the is the honey flavor. That is the the the, this, um, the original. Yeah, the, I think that's the the most that's the one that most of the stores are having is mm -hmm. the just the regular honey flavor. Um, I did not know Target had those. I shall. I didn't them. either. I just kind of discovered them there. They just have it over there. Yeah. And a dollar a piece is not bad. Actually. No. Um, so it would definitely be more. Um, do you take your bike with you on your non-cycling vacations? I do. Yeah? Okay. You say because that like, it's a great way to get around town. Okay. If you're on vacation, yeah. ditch the car. Walking's too, you know, slow. Mm -hmm. Just get the bike. Yeah. Take the bike. Okay. Yeah, I usually. I, in fact, I usually do. Okay. It's just more convenient. Nice. It's more fun. It is vastly more fun to explore an area by bike. Um, yeah, that is that is that is such a nicer way, you know, yeah. um, to do it. Provided you're not like climbing hills the whole time, right? Yeah. You're not, you know, you're just casually riding around. That's a great way to. And then plus, you can hook up with other bike clubs that That's way. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So Trey, mm -hmm. I was down in Florida oh. last. Well, this year, but also last year, mm -hmm. and um, on the. Uh, west West Coast, uh, the St. Petersburg area, and I uh, decided to go up to this little town called Safety Harbor. And okay. uh, from, have you heard of it? I have not. not well, not. there's there's a loop that you can do in that Safety Harbor. Uh, you parked my car there, and then I rode up to Tampa, and then back over to the uh, east side of. Uh, let me see if I can remember the name. Um, oh God, it's a causeway uh, called, uh, I can't remember the name of it. I'll think of it in a minute, but it's a 10 mile dedicated bike and pedestrian bridge okay. that goes over the Tampa Bay for 10 really? miles. Hmm. Okay. Yes. And if, and um, if, you want to go across that bridge with the tailwind, <laughs> which is what I did. Okay. 
It's something Causeway. I can't remember. Yeah. It's it's very popular, uh, and it is outrageous. I yeah. had such a good time, and um, I just thought, oh my God, this state has got so much money that they're able to spend it on a dedicated lane for bikes yeah. and pedestrians that goes all so you know you're, you it runs parallel to the to the bridge that the not the bridge but the 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 highway that the that the cars are on yeah so yeah. you're riding here on one side and all the cars are over here and it's got little you know pullouts where you can stop and take pictures and uh, it's just awesome. I don't know what made me think of that. Um, um, something that you said, a vacations or non non biking vacations. Florida Keys Overseas Heritage Trail. No, it's not Florida okay. Keys. It's up there by uh, Tampa. I let me see. Did I write it down here? That's okay. Uh, I'm, I just like looked up bike. Uh, I've been to I've been to Tampa. I've been to Tampa. Uh huh. Um, and rode around there. Tampa. Yeah, I rode around Tampa. Uh, I went to do a, a bike event there in 2018, um, Grand Fondo, Florida. Um, and, I, you know, I did the event and I rode around the day prior at some, you know, landlocked park or something like that. Um, but it was nice. Um, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, if you I should, I should look this if up. you go back there, you'll, you'll find it. Just park your car in Safety Harbor uh, and then pedal over to the causeway. Okay. Um, everyone will know. Okay. And once you get up there, you'll see it on the map. I, I can't. I. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. I'll think of Sorry. it when I leave here, and I can email that info to you. Yeah. But they there's the Pinellas Trail. Uh, okay. I believe the Pinellas Trail goes from Saint Petersburg up north of Tarpon Springs, and that's really fun too. I'm not okay. sure how many miles that is, but it goes through all these little towns and Dunedin is one of the towns and it's got these little breweries along the trail it's what I I sort of thought Capitol Trail was going to be more yeah, like yeah. Um, but the Capitol Trail is still pretty new yeah. and it's it's things are gradually you know little by little popping up yeah okay um, I shall look into that so that I can if I go back to Florida, I will have some interesting thing to do there. Um, but it's near Safety Harbor, which gives me enough to yeah. uh, to look that up. I will be able to. Yeah. It's a woman's it. name. It's something Caldwell, something Caldwell Causeway, something like that. Okay. I shall look at that. Um, I will look into that and see if I can and find that. Yeah, it's awesome. There's a beach on one end with a little restaurant and, and you know, it's, nice. it's really nice. Um, that's something else I'm trying to get. I've I've done more of since I've been riding is um, not quite beachfront restaurants, but like restaurants on the water, um, because I've you know I've done various rides and uh, thanks to John Beckenstein, who will uh, will plan a ride uh -huh. and then John will be like oh we should go to a restaurant and he'll we've had events where he like plotted us a route off of the official course to go to some crab shack or something uh -huh. like that and get a and, but I've had to several nice meals at waterfront locations um which has been which has been great yeah that's um, nice and i wouldn't have picked that myself so 
There are so many hidden gems even here in Virginia. That, uh, another thing during the pandemic that I did was go down to the Newport News area mm-hmm. and uh, not Yorktown, but Newport News. And uh, I can't remember the name of the little town that I was that I uh, drove into. Um, but it was just a lot of fun discovering some of these, uh, you know, areas that I would have right. not even have, thought, even think about, about doing yeah. had it yeah. not been this sort of window of time mm-hmm. that, that the pandemic created for everyone that right. you had to figure out, well, what I'm not going now? to the bars. Not that I ever did, but, you know, mm-hmm. I would go places to hear live music, really, yeah. or to the movies or, or whatever other thing. Um, had to sort of... Adjust, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, do I, how do I enjoy all this stuff? Uh, now safely kind of thing um, do you have a favorite cycling kit or are they all just awesome you have one or two they're just like do I have a favorite cycling kit yeah is there one or two that's like either memorable or they're just exceptionally more comfortable like they just stand out to you oh <laughs> <laughs> I do have a couple of really nice jerseys that I enjoy that have, uh, you know, they're quite decorative. Um, But there was a year, and I do enjoy wearing those, and they're they're bright, and Mm -hmm. and people usually comment on them. But there was a year where I designed one of the club jerseys, Mm -hmm. and we hadn't had a new club jersey in a long time. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of energy and excitement yes. I thought I felt around oh there's a new jersey coming yeah. in and we there were several of us who rode the uh, cap to cap and we all wore our rabbit jerseys on that cap to cap ride and we felt like a real team yeah. and I've got a picture of us all with our jerseys and our bikes are laying down in the background and we're yeah. all posing and, and that was that was fun yeah I'd like to see that um, I've seen I've probably seen like eight. No, no, less than that. I've probably seen five different versions of uh-huh. the rabbit jersey. Um, you know, I, I know that the there was like two versions of the white and black one. That's when I joined. Um, there's a red one. Then um, the blue and orange one, I think, is the one that's, that's, that's currently ran. Um, there's a blue one that occasionally I guess I'll see Greg or... Steve, either way, I've not seen them all. So if uh, I would like to see this one that you, uh, I think you've seen it. Up. I think you, yeah, think you. Well, mate, you said you had a, a red and red, the the um, red and black one. The so in twenty nineteen. Okay. That's when um, uh, I think Keith was designing the jersey, and it changed to a red jersey. Okay. It was, a, it was a, like the red of the shirt. Yeah. Um, kind of jersey. Um, because it was prior to that was white and like a black stripe across the front, and I remember they slightly changed the design. Yeah, they had like a white and black one, then they slightly changed the design and like it gave it some extra colors or something like yeah. that after. Yeah. Um, but yes, I would like if you have that picture, I'd like to yeah, see. Yeah, see this if shirt. I can dig it up. You know, there there was a long stretch where they didn't have a New Jersey. Really? Okay. Long stretch, and now I think they're they're having a New Jersey. It's like every it's every, every year, year which yeah. I think is great, and um, and the companies. My understanding 
is that they have templates, mm -hmm. which makes it so much easier. Yeah. Because when I did it, I had to do my own template. I'm a graphic yeah. designer. Yeah. So, you know, I was doing all of this that mm -hmm. the companies can do for mm -hmm. the club yeah. as part of the they fold that design or mm -hmm. that template into the sale of the jerseys and that's really the way to go right yeah make that easier for people to to want to buy jerseys from them well yeah and then we can update it on a more regular basis that's too. true yeah if there's, a, if there's a template you know we can add a um, a small color here or you know smaller yeah. change there kind of thing and it's just i think easier to easier to update in general um but yeah, I uh, I was curious if you had um, you know a, a kit you enjoyed uh, more than others, and some people do. Some people have some kit that's more memorable. They got it the first time they joined the club or something like that. So I yeah. thought I would ask. Um, earliest memory of riding a bike. Well, there's that picture of my dad standing behind me while I'm riding my tricycle. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, Does that count? That counts. That's. I mean, it shouldn't get much earlier than that, you know, kind of thing. And then um, I did get a. I did what I felt like get a big bike. I was in the second grade, and I had this big blue bike that was really too big, and yeah, I, I have a very fleeting memory of of riding that on, down mm -hmm. the street. Yeah. Um. But at the time, you weren't, you, you know, you didn't have any thoughts like, I'm going to be a, I'm going to ride all the time kind of thing. No. No. <laughs> you know, I was in uh, Carytown Bikes a couple of weeks ago, and they were showing a, a YouTube film on the Paris-Roubaix uh, mm -hmm. women's race. I've heard it, saw that event, yeah. And they were interviewing some of these women who are probably my age, maybe, mm -hmm. Yeah, or maybe a little bit older, mm -hmm. who raced back in the 70s. Yeah. I mean, that thought never even occurred to me. And here these people were doing it. Yeah. You know, back in the 70s. Um, so they were interviewing these uh, former racers, and um, uh, they were doing the sort of flashing forward to yeah. today's current race, mm -hmm. which I think was last week or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they just, I think, like, the ladies just raced it, right? They just went out and raced it. Like, it wasn't an official race, was it? Like, that one back in the in the 70s or something like that? If you remember. I don't recall. Okay. I don't think it. it, it the, a lot of it centered around um, how uh, women needed to be paid the same as professional mm, okay. uh, men's cyclists. Okay. And um, how the, just more and more women are getting involved into the sport yeah. and they're just as competitive okay. and are just as tough yeah. and that that the route that they ride on is cobblestones yeah, it's, and it's they're rough. riding it it's when it's raining and they yeah. crash just like the guys do and they get mm -hmm. just as banged up and yeah so it, it was it was you know, it's on uh youtube mm -hmm. so um but Carytown uh, is now selling. Uh, well, it was purchased by Specialized. Yeah, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so there. I guess this was a way to promote the Specialized bikes. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Um, by showing that film and getting people into their shop. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm assuming. Was that? I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, 
that's probably a, that's a fair tactic. I actually almost went to that event because I was I was gonna go, but um, I ended up having to do some other stuff. Um, but I recall it was a Friday or two ago, something like that. Um, uh, I normally ask a question of, and maybe this won't be any different. What's something you'd want to share with um, um, a lady who was interested in getting into cycling? Right? If you saw someone and they were like, I'm, I'm interested in getting into cycling, what, what would you want to share to someone who's, who's new, particularly a lady who might be interested in getting into riding? Well, assuming that they have a road bike already. We'll go with, yeah. We'll go with they have a, <laughs> they have a bike and I'm like, I'd like to do this. Yeah, I'm assuming they, they're not on a hybrid. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, would, I would ask them if they would join me for a ride. Okay. And, um, and take it from there. Um, <laughs> there are so many things involved in group riding. Mm-hmm. It's not just hopping on the bike and going, yeah. even though I kind of wish it was just like that. Right. But with ride. the group rides, you have to, if you're going to be riding in a, with a group, which is what I would suggest, because mm-hmm. it's much more fun if you mm-hmm. have, if you're riding with a group or at least find some other people to to ride with on a regular basis, whether it's a couple of people or a group of people. And, um, and then just keep, just gradually work your work their way up to, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, start out maybe doing 20 miles. Mm -hmm. I mean, most people around here, if you're in halfway decent shape, and when I say around here, it's pretty flat. Mm -hmm. Um, most people in decent shape, can ride 20 miles it may yeah. seem like a lot and mm-hmm. it, i guess it is but when you're on a bike right. you can do it right. and and just stick with it uh, decide if it's something that you enjoy doing mm-hmm. and if it is get involved with the local bike club because yeah. there are so many rides that that rabba mm-hmm. um, hosts and if if Rab is not the scene, yeah. the local bike club, uh, boy, um, bikes shops have mm-hmm. rides as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different uh, ride groups out there who are not affiliated with bike clubs yep. or with Rabba or with um, not. I meant to say bike shops yeah. or with Rabba. Um, I see I see them on Instagram. I see mm-hmm. them on Facebook. But I, I would say find find a group to ride with yeah and um just see how it fits you know see if it works in your in their schedule and Mm -hmm. um okay okay yeah there's um there's definitely people for there's there's a group somewhere for for people to ride with whatever riding they might like to do um i think there's there's many many a group um, in the area that someone can, can ride with. You know, if you, if, if I were starting out by myself and I didn't want to go with a group, I would go out to the Capitol trail mm-hmm. and, um, which I have, you know, ridden on the Capitol trail by myself many times. Yeah. And I always meet people mm-hmm. always. Yeah. Me- and I've, I meet other groups out there. I've met women's groups riding, 
there's yeah. a there's a, a black girls ride mm-hmm. group um yeah. you just mm-hmm. oh i mean there are so many different groups here you know yeah. when you start digging you, there there's yeah a lot it's yeah. a very active uh, cycling community i think mm-hmm. um and i'm hoping i can talk to more people in the different different groups not just this rabbit mm-hmm. members and stuff like that um well um Thank you, Jean. Uh, I appreciate you uh, sharing your story and um, all the nutrition tips. Now I have to look at the hammer <laughs> products because um, it's like I think the second it's probably the second or third person who's mentioned they use the hammer products. So I feel like I need to look into them more now. Um, and uh, yeah, th- thank you for your time. Well, and thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Awesome. Thank you.